Yeah. I hate it. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I just, I just want to help. <laughs> and I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the wizarding Willia. Uh, gentlemen, how are we? Um, Al, what is a Willia? A Willia is someone in the wool, hemp or flax industry who um, throws the fibres up in the air, I think, to volumise them, maybe, to help with the process of spinning. I have no idea. I didn't do my basic research. Yeah. <laughs> but but what, what machine do they go into? A Willia. <laughs> the Willia feeds the Willia, obviously. <laughs> it's a Willia eat Willia world out there. <laughs> do you, do you um, want to be the Willia or the Willia? <laughs> and I've got big... Uh, gentlemen. How are we? What's everyone up to? Al, waiting for you, cunt. <laughs> Easy. Well, <laughs> I, I think you'll find we were all waiting for one another. This is true. Waiting yeah. for Godot. Um, yeah. What have I been up to? Uh, following on the heels of the kind of first real commission from the Hack Shack, which was the fire pit uh, last week. Uh, I weirdly got another commission this week. Um, hey. So it's to build a, a set for um, a photo shoot work for some, uh, for like a spirits brand. Spirit? Um, yeah. Are you just being Jimmy now? Essentially a like a low, a low budget, <laughs> unpaying Jimmy. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so it, it was, it was weird. This, this required precision and uh, like finishing and sanding and like, Proper painting and and varnishes and actual measurements, like, a, like a proper product. It was a proper product, and it was like liaising with the client, and and you know, it was bizarre. It was like it was a re- oh, a real boy. It was just like yeah, not fucking around. And that's <laughs> yeah. that's twice in a row now. I'm starting to get a little bit worried. Yeah, that that sounds awful. But it really, it, really it, it it really like I was basically making like a, a little like display stand thing. Yeah, uh, with like a specific color that had to match the brand, so I had to order the right paint and do all these tests and stuff. And then when it came to like the actual finish as well, it was like, do you, what does it just want to do on the raw paint, or do you want matte or semi gloss or gloss? And I, did, I had to do a lot of samples and stuff. And then it came down to like the actual application of the finish and sanding it and polishing it, and then like applying coats, waiting for it to cure, sanding it again. And by the time this finished, this thing was like fucking beautiful. Like I was genuinely like impressed. I was like, <laughs> whoa! Like I couldn't stop looking at it and like like going whoa, around who the made light this? And, and like there was you know like getting rid of all the scratches to the point where it was just like seamless and it just looked like this yeah. beautifully like iced cake. And I was just Ooh, like, nice. what's going on? This is a real thing. Um, so yeah, I, I'm starting to see the merit in stuff that isn't just nonsense. Nice. Good. Good good week. Sorry. Yeah. And was I was at work as well yeah. for a week. Well, I, I feel like there was um there's no doubt in my mind that you're able to create finished products and, <laughs> and things that would be considered a little bit more high end. But it's gonna be interesting. Is this a video? Did you make a video? No, 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 no. It's a, it's like um what do you call it? Uh not confidential, but like it's for something that's not out yet, so I wouldn't be able to ah, show gotcha. it. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. But pictures at some point, right? Yeah, I'll send you a picture. Oh, yeah. I'll get your picture by 2 o'clock. You want a picture? <laughs> cool. Send a toe as well. Uh, Brett, what about you? What have you been up to? Other than receiving toes. <laughs> give, me your, <laughs> give me your toes. Um, 
So I have been mostly doing uh, paperwork and trying to get the cabin stuff going forward. Um, I know I've commented on this a couple of times, but it's very silly to start the process of whatever the process is. It feels like I'm doing it the right way. And then whoever I talk to on the phone tells me I need to start four steps back. So still waiting on a few emails. Um, but the plan is to continue this single process that should lead to converting the cabin to single family residence and then power and then getting a proper address and all the other things hinge on this like one uh, series of steps. So hopefully I found the right person to talk to. Uh, I sent an email off with all the required documentation that she uh, dialed in. She was like, to like, here is a step-by-step one through 10 list of what you need to do and what you need to send me. I sent it off. And then I got an auto reply from the County that said, due to you not submitting correctly, this may take longer to process. (laughs) (laughs) So that's been a bit unfortunate. Uh, Aside from that, when it comes to building, I started working on a project yesterday, uh, late last night, because I, I seriously, the, the forging during the middle of the day thing is just not going to work right now. Um, getting getting the spins when I do it, and it's it's seriously there's no relief from the coal forge heat. So I didn't start until about five or six o'clock in the evening yesterday when it had gotten down to below one hundred degrees Fahrenheit. Um, got a few hours of work done, which is great. I will admit that the two little Ryobi battery lights that I had hanging up that I had kind of pre-planned, like this will be my lighting when I'm here late at night. Uh, I was filming some forging and good golly, Miss Molly, does the color look amazing inside that shop. (laughs) So I know the footage uh, is going to play very well because it's controlled lighting, right? I have these, it's just two cheap lights, but I really liked how the footage looked. Um, and I'm working on a display stand for the tooth, for the megalodon tooth, because that, megalodon. Yeah, it um, caters to the the ongoing fossil project that I have or that I'm choosing to do. Um, but I really need to do some test runs and some practicing because I've never really done uh, displays or anything that needs to be kind of nicely finished and and just so. You know, just just bent in such a way where it holds whatever the piece is. Mm. Um, so it's an interesting process, but I did drift, like properly punched and drift a hole through a piece of plate steel last night. And it was great. And I felt <laughs> great about it because it was like centered and not terrible looking at the end. <laughs> um And Steve, I was specifically trying to do, I'll I'll try and describe this, but it was a circular piece of plate steel, you know, a few mil thick. And I punched a hole through the center. And then the the idea was that I could drift uh, only in one direction over the hardy hole and it would kind of push it, you know, it would would taper it upwards so it would give it vertical dimension. Pull some of it through. Yeah, and it fucking worked. What do you know? <laughs> like, I yeah. guess we're learning a few things. Um, the other thing that's attached to that little project, uh, I'm going to try and smash it out this week. And there's there's not a whole lot to it, but I took the time to make a mold, which I will hopefully be demolding here in a couple of hours. Uh, I've never done that before with, um, what is it called? 
Goop. The plastic goop stuff. Silicone. <laughs> Silicone? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I took a mold of the tooth in the silicone, and then I poured this uh, basically concrete, countertop concrete, like really fine powdery concrete, and poured that in there so I could have something to work off of. Nah, nice. Uh, and not ruin the two million year old artifact <laughs> that I have. So exciting things. I, I hope the demolding goes well. I know those those like oddly satisfying moments that we see on <laughs> videos or on social media where you're like, oh my god, look at the perfect thing that I created. <laughs> but <clears throat> me being a pessimist and being my first time, I'm expecting to pull open the silicone, attempt to pull the thing out, and it just bursts into powder. <laughs> But we'll see. We'll we'll figure it out. I could have a few good things. Sam Ritt saw my story post on the on the thing that I was making and said I should purposely break it and then consume it in the Ooh, like super nice. glue gold foil yeah, like back together. Fillings take. Yeah. I really like that idea. <laughs> so if I do break it, I feel like there's there's a purpose to putting it back together correctly. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But that's it for me. Just just working on a couple little projects here. Nice. Yeah. Cool. What have you been up to? What is the next video? Please. What is the next Forge <laughs> video? Uh, uh, we're not actually sure. We, we were talking about that earlier today. Um, we have some ideas, uh, but it's all depending on um, – time and other people at the moment so we've got a couple of ideas we've got um some good things in the works but they're all kind of dependent on like a million other things and people and stuffs so we're uh yeah we're just kind of as and when we can do them we're going to be doing them kind of from now on um rather than trying to uh rush to get stuff out every couple of weeks we're just going to I think that was just an accident, though, wasn't it? It it wasn't intentional that you could have such a regular schedule when it was just all of a sudden like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) people are expecting a video every week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it it was kind of like we knew. You should have done a worse job with videos and then we wouldn't have any (laughs) expectations. When when we uh, first started, I kind of said to Al, like, if we can keep to a regular schedule, then that's that's a good thing because it means, you know, it's good for the YouTube thing um and so we started trying to keep to a regular schedule and it just got like worse and worse like we were getting closer and closer to the deadline until the axe video where it was like yeah we we've not even finished the first draft and it's an hour before we're supposed to release it so we're we're gonna hold off on this one um but yeah i've not really done anything of note this week um it's just been work and stuff i actually uh had um quite a nice day yesterday uh, so this is monday we're recording and yesterday I, I i got stuck in a in a traffic jam for an hour which was an unusual experience considering called a traffic collision uh no it's a traffic jam is when there's lots of traffic it was caused by a traffic collision <laughs> just get it right bro. okay <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, sat in traffic for an hour, which is uh, something that I've not done in a while. Um, and uh, went and saw my parents, uh, which was really nice. I obviously haven't got to get, gotten to see them for quite a while, um, but it was good. We were talking about some some interesting, fun, very positive things that might be happening in the future. Um, 
I, yeah, I've, I got, I've, I've got a traffic-based story too. Go on then. So, because I've not been driving anywhere because I've been working from home. Um, mm. I've like every now and then I've been trying to just take the car out just to like charge the battery up or like clean out the yeah. diesel filter. You know, at least yeah, yeah. give it a run just to keep it going. Um, but it got to the point where the battery just wouldn't even hold the charge. So I'd yeah. take it out for a drive, charge it up fully, and then I'd get like one engine start off the battery and then it would flat again. Yeah. So basically the battery's fucked. And then because I've been going out and trying to charge it constantly, I'd also run out of fuel. So I had the car <laughs> on the driveway, empty fuel and no battery charge. So I was like, I could jump start it, drive to the gas station and then fill up. But yeah. then I wouldn't be able to jumpstart it on the forecourt. Yeah, yeah they the, get really they, shitty if you try. Probably nothing fun about you trying to get out a battery yeah. in there. Yeah, <laughs> trying to the forecourt. So I had this whole fucking like, um, like order of like sequence of events where I had to like go get a jerry can, fill that up with diesel, take it home, fucking <laughs> um, fill up the car, then drive enough to get the battery charged so I could then drive to somewhere to get a new battery replace yeah. that and then it'll be fine so basically yeah. it's just like it's a fucking ball egg and like hours of work and money to buy yeah. a new battery just and fucking just wasting th- diesel just driving around yeah. for just no reason at all i'm still stuck at home it's like... <laughs> has your car got a uh the start stop thing yes on? yeah so your battery costs twice as much as it should then and won't charge itself because it because the engine shuts off when you're in traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fucking ridiculous, because I had to replace uh, Jazz's battery the other week yeah. as well. Um, it's like 120 yeah, it was... quid for a start-stop battery. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. Um, but apparently, uh, the guys at the garage were saying, like, basically all they've done for the last uh, two months is just replace people's batteries, because yeah. everyone's car's been sat for three months. But, no, I was, I was, like, deliberately trying, and, like, I'd, I'd been going out for drives, I'd been getting it charged up again, which is probably bad, because it's probably just little... Yeah, little yeah. amounts instead of big amounts, um, and then even got like a like a trickle charger to charge it overnight. It's just that it wasn't yeah. having any of it. No, no. And that's my it's... traffic space story. That's uh, that's wonderful. It's a new new section for the show. Yeah. Um, do I go? Do I go into mine now? Is it mine now? Yeah. You, you don't really count as having traffic stories because you drive on the wrong side of the road. I believe I have a hole in my tire and I need to fix my tire because it's leaking. Why do you have a hole in your tire? Well, a hole. Like so a the wheel hole. can fit in it. Hey! hey! <laughs> That's it for me. Go on, Steve. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I basically had a really, uh, really kind of normal week. It's been, it's been nice. Yeah, uh, which is having a normal week is quite unusual for me. So it, it was it was a nice nice change of pace. Um, but one of the things we uh, we've obviously been doing a lot of is um, batching out lots of product. And um, so we've been having to keep on this kind of like product train of making sure that everything we're making is um, nice and consistent and fits with what we're doing and it's making the same things over and over and over again so uh this weekend coming i've already said to al that i want to have sorry al is in work al not loud al um but i've already said to him that i want to have uh saturday saturday morning afternoon in the workshop to work on some fun stuff and um, some like fun silly stuff because i haven't had the chance to do fun silly stuff in a while because all we do is product um 
which uh, leads us lovely, lovely into our uh, topic of talking about like fun, like silly stuff versus actual proper. Pro Sorry, Brett's face was a picture then because he had no idea what we were talking about. <laughs> oh, maybe <laughs> me and my microphone. My microphone's been unplugged the entire time, so I just plugged it in. <laughs> I hope the audio shift has been amazing. It, it has. It's just wonderful. Great. Uh, yeah. So we're kind of going to talk about a little bit about um, making fun, silly things uh, versus making more serious um, product-based stuff. Like so with Brett, where he has gone from making uh, ridiculous builds in ridiculous ways to making some more serious stuff for the uh, Homemade Modern Sensible. channel. Yeah. Yeah. Some more, more practical sort of yeah. things. Uh, and also with Al doing the same kind of thing with his um, actual getting commissions. I still can't believe anyone commissioned you to do anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we kind of figured that it would be it would be nice to talk about the uh, the differences between the two. Um, so I'm going to throw this straight over to you guys and say, like, Brett, with your videos, where obviously you've been doing. Um, you've built a brand on doing the kind of fun, silly stuff um, and having to do some more kind of, I suppose you've done like proper functional things before, but they've always been tinted with funny stuff. And I'm guessing with the, especially with like the Forged Home and with the stuff you're going to be doing for the um, for Ben's channel, like it's it's a bit more serious. Um, and like make a proper pizza oven, yeah, exactly. Not one that looks Ugh. fun. Why? Why would you want it to look fun? God, I would have changed. I would have changed so much about that. Like now, <laughs> now I I just know so much more. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, yeah, I can feel that because I feel like was was this something in the Fools of Tools room recently? I know Red brought up something about. Yeah, Red bird. basically just hates everyone that doesn't make serious <laughs> uh, builds and if somebody has the audacity to have <laughs> I, lo I love the fact oh, that he broke. stopped there <laughs> oh, I'm definitely leaving that in uh, so yeah what, what Al was saying is earlier in the week um, everyone's favourite Frenchman the uh, the Redsmith um, was, was very upset about the fact that people aren't making super serious uh, video hours back, uh, super serious videos, and people are, are having fun. <laughs> like, what what the, what the hell is wrong with people? Uh, uh, but no, it, it, like jokes aside, uh, he was commenting on the fact that it seems like more serious builds tend to get a much lower viewership than the fun, insane, wacky um, kind of the ultimate mega impossible barbecue skewers levitating truncheon. Cubes in resin. Yeah. Pizza ketchup. Exactly. <laughs> like all of the buzzwords all thrown together in a title covered in resin. Um and yeah, that just kind of like sparked a bit of a conversation in the, the chat, which kind of helped inspire this topic, I guess, but was also kind of because Al's made some proper stuff as opposed to right. whatever it is that he normally makes. Well coffee table. The the crew out here has definitely had discussions about this subject before because you got to imagine what 
Mike and Ben do with their DIY, but clearly it's it's like outside of the realm of DIY. So people will get upset that there was welding involved, you know. But we've had talks, Ben and I, about like <laughs> a, a two hundred dollar flex core welder is so cheap, and you have the capacity. Two hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I don't know what you're getting at with that. It's the fact that you said a two hundred dollar flex core welder is so cheap. It's like, yeah, it's two hundred dollars. That that was it. It's just, yeah. Okay, I don't know what. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Was I? Hold on, I'm back. I blacked out. Um, No, but as far as welders go, right? Like everyone on the outside looks at a welder and and it's expensive, right? A, A stick welder may be even cheaper, like an old one, but. As far as shop kit goes, that is not an expensive piece of kit. No, not at all. And it has the capacity. If you practice at it, you can really make some cool stuff. And the minute you learn that you can stick steel together, your whole world can open up, right? But people still get really upset that they'll tag it as DIY or, you know, obviously Mm. the presentation of their channels is very DIY friendly. Now, when it gets into the, like, what's the table that everybody's making now? Tinsegrity to tins whatever. Integrity Farms table. <laughs> no. So it's the one where it looks like it's floating, but it's strings and it's using, you know, like Ugh. opposing forces and stuff like that. Yeah. And so. Impossible you know, this, table. Yeah. Ooh, this impossible impossible. Table. But Jackman even said it in the comment. He was just like, it's not impossible. You made it. But there is this. There's this adherence on uh, to to the fantasticizing of things, or it's got to be the ultimate or the biggest I or the whatever, well. because those are, you know, they're buzzwords for a thumbnail. People will click on it because they go, "Oh my god, it's impossible." I watched a, or I, I did not watch it. I saw a video come up on a recommendation that was just like ancient Nordic hammer, impossible restoration, and it was a <laughs> drop forged like made in brazil hammer i have one it looks exactly like that like i knew what it was and like it's not impossible because you're just de-rusting it and you even made that comment steve before and i know when you probably put the rust on yeah yeah exactly oh it definitely looked it definitely looked like it just got dropped in i don't know some kind of (laughs) (laughs) um the problem is the problem is i've seen videos from that guy's channel before and they're actually he has really amazing production value he puts himself in it there's personality behind it he has these little inside jokes and things that he does i just didn't like that he you know tagged and titled it that way but when you're talking about playing the game which is me wrapping back around to the the discussion we've had between the ranch folks um there is a a constant battle between like what is the thing that you're doing? How realistic? Like, do you want to lie? Are you even lying? If it's impossible and then you built it, then it's clearly possible. So it's, there's a bit of a lie there. But if if you're, uh, you know, like Ben put a table, he made a table base. And I don't know if you guys watched the video, but he made this big, beautiful conference style giant table out of like plywood top and then this welded steel truss work on the bottom and he posted in the thumbnail that it was like this amount of material like five hundred dollars and this amount of end product which is 
something that restoration hardware sells very similar to it and it costs like six grand so what he was saying is for five hundred dollars of material i can make something that looks like this six thousand dollar table and the comments section was ridiculous because people had to comment on everything it was like i can't believe somebody would spend that much money on the table or how ridiculous he didn't lie it didn't say like impossible build or or you know uh I sold this for six grand and I totally lied to them because they spent $20 on the material. There, there was no lie about it. It was like, here's the product that exists. I'm making a version of that. Here's how much I spent on it. Yeah. I mean, that, I, I said in the, in that thread about how um, I, I was, it may have been a little bit tongue in cheek about the way that I said it, but essentially my attitude towards it is I, I don't care what, everyone else is is doing if they want to put all the buzzwords in and get those clicks for it great fine do it fun whatever like it's i sorry i got a little distracted because i was just looking on youtube i just put in impossible build into youtube (laughs) and like the only person that i recognized who has like four videos in it is john malecki and and every one of them his face is fucking brilliant in it um but uh, I gotta, I'm typing this in now as well. It's it's just him pulling really weird faces, looking at things he's made. Um, but this whole thing about like the the impossible build, it's it, it is just it's that it's just it's it's playing the like game. Photoshopped out the strings on his. I know. <laughs> That's the worst part about it. Um, the image, John. But it, it's people. Uh, it, it's them playing the game. They're they're not making. Um, they're not making builds because they're making, they want to make that particular thing. They're making content. They're making stuff that is, its purpose is to get a lot of clicks. Whereas the, the, the challenge I've got with this though is, yeah, they're playing a the game and they're, they're, they're doing the clickbaity thing, but all the people falling into that trap, they're the most fucking pedestrian things going. Yeah. They're not wacky or, or no. creative. It's not like the fucking the Maker Monster. Yeah. You know, there's nothing original or creative about them. It's it, they're loud, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. and the things that they're creating are, are, are pedestrian and almost the norm. And the second it becomes the norm, and there's nothing, yeah, like it's, it's surreal that, about it. it. It's that kind of, um, and I don't mean this necessarily as an insult to anyone that's that's from there, but it's that very kind of American uh, fake entertainment show where there's like obvious canned laughter and it's like oh my god oh this is like the 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 reality shows where it's completely scripted and contrived and it's that we kind have of... that in the uk too steve well yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> but where, where where it's really really um it's forced and it's like oh this is random and wacky and this is this is happening all the time like and just like actually no i'd much rather watch guy martin being a being guy martin um and doing something amazing and and interesting like watching guy martin build a simple motorbike is way more interesting than watching a boring person build a table that isn't a table whatever it is like i think i yeah i'm agreeing with what you're saying but you've gone back yeah fuck i'm sorry this is such a good topic and (laughs) <laughs> I've had so many discussions about this in the last few years. 
most recently I was chatting with uh, Ben Snur. We actually spent like two hours on the phone the other night. Um, and we were talking a little bit about it too, because he was, he was wondering why, or, you know, how, how do you gain followers on Instagram or how do you get the right audience in? Because his best performing post of all time has been a knife sheath that he made and it didn't even show the knife. It was just yeah. the leather work. And, you know, he made the Damascus hammer and it was beautiful. But if you post like Damascus hammer that may get viewership and clicks and everything like that. But in my mind, his, his normal hammers are the one that he just put up for auction are just beautiful, mm. you know, and I know it's a work tool that I can use. So I'm not necessarily the audience that's going to give a shit about the pattern welded hammer, but I'm going to appreciate it. The, the problem, the moral quandary comes in where how do you market yourself or how do you want to be perceived by your audience? If we're talking about this, this clickbaity stuff or the playing the game or you are a content creator, your job is to try and get views and grow your channel. So be it. You can accept that role and whatever. Like if you're comfortable knowing that you are a content creator that has successful uh, video viewership and following it, like you can still go to sleep at night knowing that you did your job. Your job was to get views or your job was to make a video that pulled in an audience. <clears throat> but this, those this of us, I... but those of us that play this moral game of like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be part of that. And I, I want to hold, stick to my guns, hold my morals and, be a good creator that makes good things and doesn't oversell or create a fantasy about the stuff that I make. If we want to do that, it's fine. The problem is the market, aka YouTube, isn't really showing that off. So we are going to constantly be like either the underdog or the, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have to work hard to try and pull views on just being appreciated for our craft. So I mean, again, I'm going to basically quote what I said in the um, in that post. Building on what I said, <laughs> no, um, I cut Al off twice. So I'm sorry. It's fine. Uh, nobody listened to Al anyway. Uh, can't understand him. It's a weird accent. Um, uh, what was I saying? Yes. So um, in the thing, uh, we oh, geez, you cut me off for this. <laughs> I've not had it for fucking ages. Fuck you. Um, yeah, we we were talking about it and, and we kind of said like the 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 problem is with the the fun wacky builds like the stuff like uh Colin Furs puts out. Like the stuff he puts out is brilliant, really good fun. Um but it's accessible to non-makers. Um and I think the problem that uh that some people have is they they think that uh the effort put into making a video should equate into uh views and watches yes. um and Fuck. you know that yeah the, <laughs> like the the effort that they put in and the craftsmanship that they put in and all that should instantly equate to well i should get appreciation for that because i've put a lot of work into it and the thing is is like when you're doing something like that the product is the thing that you've made like our axe video the product was the axe um Whereas, you know, someone that's making a, a a video that they they you know they're they're marketing it to go viral, 
they're putting it out there. They're not going into the the details of how it's made. It's not an educational thing. It's just it's something fun that someone can watch for five to ten minutes that's going to keep them entertained where they see this person make something that goes from a pile of material to this weird, wacky, wonderful thing that's, you know, got lasers and jet engines and shit on it. Like the the people that are watching that, they aren't um, necessarily makers. They aren't um, planning to make that thing themselves. They're just watching it as a form of entertainment. And half the time, most of them are sat on the sofa texting their friends whilst they're watching it. And they're also on their laptop doing work and something else. And it's just background noise. So all it is, it's just, it's shit that gets watched on YouTube recommends. Like it, it's just the next video plays and the next video plays and the next video plays. And they're not really paying attention. Um, and like that, that rung true to me when I, I asked in the, uh, I like to make stuff group about um, video length. And um, because the, the X video we were making was looking like it was going to be about half hour long. And everyone in there was like, oh, well, make sure it's under 10 minutes, cut it into a multi-part thing. Do, do a, a 10 part series on it and like cut down each stage. And I was like, no, cause it, or, or speed it up, like speed the footage. I'm like, no, that's not the kind of videos that we're making. And I, uh, I spoke to Al about it and the, the kind of conclusion we came to is well, fuck it. We're, we're making these videos for us. We're making the best videos that we can make with what we have in a style that's true to who we are. Well, why and, would you? It's no different than saying, just get the blanks stamped out from China and ship them over. Why are yeah. you bothering hitting them with a hammer? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you're not going to apply that rule to the thing you're making and then suddenly change your fucking principles for the exactly. filming. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. And that, that's kind of what we realised, is we realised that we're not trying to get the most clicks per video ever. We're literally just trying to make really good content, put it out there, and... And if people watch it, like essentially what we want is we want people to to watch those videos and go, huh, that's really cool. I now feel in some way invested in that brand. We want to make a, a connection with the people that are watching the videos. We don't we don't want to have six million people watch a video and not one of them go to the website. We'd rather have six hundred people watch the video and half of them go to the website. And you know. 5% of them consider buying something sort of thing like that. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for people to actually engage with us um, as opposed to just watching us. I, th- I think, again, it's back to like expectations. Yeah. So Brett, what you were saying earlier about kind of the homemade modern content, but also the, the kind of loyal fan base and the, the, the viewership of that channel I think there's a bit of a contradiction there because the whole reason they watch that show is because they they get taught things that they didn't know they could do. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, with this, with a Ryobi jigsaw and a, a drill driver, you can build this bench. Yes. Yeah. Uh, with, and and, and the, the, the premise there is, oh, wow, I didn't know I could build my own bench. So to add a welder into the mix is not like, now you've got to learn fucking Cantonese. It's just... Here's another simple tool. And the skill set is what's adding to your arsenal. And now, did you know you can fabricate your own carport <laughs> with a yeah. fucking $200 welder? Yeah. Like the, the premise is we're going to teach you simple things that you didn't know you could do. Surely yeah. that's the point of Ben's channel. Oh, absolutely. 
So for people to turn around and go, oh, this isn't DIY. What? So you want DIY to be only things that you already know and feel exactly. comfortable doing. It's like, that's not the point. The no. point is that that lovely moment when you go, oh my God, someone's empowering me and inspired me to do something that I've not done before. Yeah. Even if it's just filling a bucket with concrete and turning it upside down. It's so simple. <laughs> but but think about think about oh, the I, can't, I can't make things out of concrete. This is stupid. Why have you got concrete on the channel? Yeah. Think about how <laughs> tangible that stuff is too. If you look through uh, you know, say Mike and Ben just as the example, if you look through their library of videos, I don't know offhand that I've I've seen a thumbnail come out where it's just like, look at this crazy impossible no, thing that I made. Not. It might be you know, Mike being enthusiastic in front of the bus, <laughs> but there's nothing in the title. It's just highly like <laughs> impossible renovation of yeah. old school bus, like crazy amount of work goes into it. No, he it's, it's very, you're right. It's dialed in. It's, it's more like, did you know you could do this? That's what yeah. the approaches to these are. And everything that we see or everything that sparked this conversation is this other facet of, youtubery or social media influencer <laughs> i don't want to say garbage but it's, <laughs> it's the products that come out that are specifically catering to the audience is, is it is it yeah. is it the comfort zone though if ben pulled out a ryobi welder but it was yeah. called a ryobi metal gun and it was it looked just like a hot glue gun and everybody yeah. would be familiar with that and comfortable with that and he was just like oh it's great you can just glue bits of metal together spark Probably. spark spark yeah. There would have been no comments, but the fact that it's a, this weird, different machine, it's got all these hoses, and it looks like a different thing, the, the things I'm used to, and, it, and all of a sudden, that, that, that fear comes back up, and that, that little comfortable, I'm in my happy place, I'm going to learn something today, suddenly becomes, I'm scared. Yeah. It's, like, well, it, it's almost kind of like that. I don't like this well, channel, that's too complicated. Yeah, it, it's almost the attitude of like, well, I've already got all of the Ryobi tools. Now you're asking me to get something else. And, and then I have to go and make something that's going to cost the same amount as the welder that I've just bought. So in fact, I've actually enabled myself to make more of these things and not cost me any more money. So in the long run, this is good, but now I'm angry because you're being good. <laughs> Cause oh. it's not what I expected. Oh, people. But we've, um, we, we've not necessarily strayed, but we're, we're talking about a different thing now compared to at the beginning of this yeah you know fantasy style impossible ridiculous whatever buzzwords or thumbnail red arrows you want to point at stuff it's, like, it's the, it's the I, silly I versus know... the serious right yeah okay so, so the serious would be this old tony just explaining engineering mm. which i would probably watch because he's really good at it and his videos are simple and it's all just like shots from above and he explains everything. The fact is 50% of it is silly nonsense yeah. and like stupid, like gags and, you know, dad jokes and stuff, <laughs> which I love and makes yeah. the channel way more enjoyable. I don't think I wouldn't watch it if that wasn't in there. So he's got the balance of silly and serious, right? But I don't think it's make or break for that channel. I don't think he, I don't think he's got as many followers because he's silly. I think he's got that many followers and he's that successful because his engineering fucking is it, legit. He, yeah, and it's because he explains it in a way that's accessible. That's yeah. the thing. Is that that silliness? It makes it accessible because people are going when when someone's watching it and they're going, 
ah, shit, I don't really understand what he's saying. And they're just getting ready to to click close because they're scared and it's going, oh, this is too complicated. I always fear what they don't understand. And, exactly. And, and then he'll make a silly joke and they go, oh, that was actually quite funny. I'm going to keep watching this yeah. now. And then five minutes later, they're going, oh, that thing that he said about earlier, now I understand it. Now I see where it comes from. And and, and it, it's keeping that engagement there until um, people have, have learned without even realizing they're learning. But like one of the things, it's really weird because Brett's face keeps getting really dark and really light. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, because one, one of the things I was going to say, um, ask you guys is like for for me like going away from the youtube stuff for a bit like i when i was um when i was actually making videos for, for the moonshine channel i was making a lot of silly videos like even the serious videos like where i was making the the christmas tree base um like i did that in a fun silly way because that's that's what i enjoy doing um but like that uh that cake knife with the layers of um uh wood veneer like I never would have um, I, I never would have made that if it wasn't for the fact that I was doing it for a fun video. And I wasn't making the video because I thought the video was going to do really well. It was just a case of this will be a funny idea and it'll it'll get a laugh from like a handful of my mates. Like it, it was it was done just as a way of, of sharing a joke between some friends. Um, but since I've stopped making videos so much. I make the stuff I make tends to be a little bit more serious. I don't tend to make funny, silly things as much anymore. And when I do, they tend to be quite small and done within like an hour. Um, and I didn't know whether you guys kind of had the same thing. Cause obviously like if, if it wasn't for the fact that you were doing it for a video, would you have actually made a suit of armor? <laughs> I would just say yes. That would be a pretty immediate yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But like, or, but I but I would have made it in a quarter of the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, would would you have had the the inclination and the um the the impetus to actually go out and and make it, or would you have just it would it have always just kind of been a oh yeah that'd be a really fun thing to do one day. But there's always something else that I should be doing. Whereas with the video, it kind of gives you that excuse, that reason to to go out and do that that ridiculous thing that you don't need to do. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was the video that gave me the excuse. I would say it was the opportunity to be silly. Yeah. So 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 the silliness was the gateway to the seriousness. Yeah. So panel beating is an incredibly serious process. <laughs> yeah. It's time consuming, boring, repetitive injury inducing <laughs> and just generally unhealthy. Yeah. Um which I don't I don't think I would have done without the opportunity to be silly. Yeah. I think I need that for me. So even you know making the fire pit it was a serious you know thing that had to be measured and mathematical and calculated and structurally sound and safe so it didn't hurt anyone. No 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 no. But I was able to be silly while I made it. Yeah. So, but but that's what I mean though. Is would would you have been being that that silly goofball if there wasn't a camera on you? Yeah, and I would have been if, using two angle grinders if I wasn't filming myself. Have you ever so hung out with Al? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not I, sure if you've spent any time around I, that I, man. So perhaps I, I wasn't the best when, person to ask the question, but it's not fucking like Schrodinger's silliness. Like I. I, I 
it's yeah. not, the, not the camera that allows me to be silly. Like the, but, the, but the, that, the silliness is the enjoyment. It's the risk. Yeah. It's the, you know, seeing the side of something that is surreal. Yeah. But I guess what I'm, I'm not asking so much if I, I know you and I know you're not silly because you're on camera, you're, you're on camera because you're silly. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's that thing of, let's say with, with, with the, um, with the, uh, the suit of armor, like, yes, I know you're saying that being silly is your excuse, but would you think you actually would have, if you were just sat there on a Saturday afternoon and gone, I want to build a suit of armor. Like, do you think you would? Cause I, and I realize again, like you are a bit of a unique case, but I think for the vast majority of people, they, they, they wouldn't, unless they were doing it for a reason, they'd go, Oh yeah, that'd be really fun. But I should really fix that window or I should do this or I should make that thing that I've been being bugged about. For no, no, one, no one has, apart from actual armorers, like in medieval times, nobody has ever built a suit of armor other than for the reason of building a suit of armor. <laughs> Even if they're getting paid for it, they're doing it because they're building a fucking suit of armor. That's the whole funny, that's the hilarity of it. Like, I'd 100% yeah. be doing that in, in a forest if no one could hear me build it. Yeah, it's 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 the audacity of the task and the the just the nonsense of it, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't like know. People I, now I, who build medieval swords, they're not doing it because they genuinely got a passion to uphold the history of sword making. They're doing it so they can make fucking <laughs> swords. <laughs> That's a byproduct of them making yeah. massive swords. Yeah, but like Michael Cthulhu, it's not like. <laughs> But then he he's doing it for because he makes the videos out of it and he yeah. Yeah, he but fully he admits would be, he would be he would be making them if if he wasn't filming it because yeah. it's fucking great That's, and it's fun that is yeah. absolutely true yeah because he I mean he's so funded by Patreon yeah and regardless of whether his videos get views like he has posted enough stuff that aren't build videos where he's just like, right, I'm just not running ads anymore. I'm not doing yeah. this shit because like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to. And he gets paid, you know, he gets commissioned for these builds. And yes, he makes a video out of it for, I don't know, a slew of reasons. He does the auction things now too, where he'll make two of something and then auction one off for a fundraiser or for, yeah. you know, betting, benefiting some cause. He's using the platform where he's he's like taken all of the fantastical insanity that gets clickbait views and everything like that, and in my mind, he's figured out a way to like use that for good. Oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's and a brilliant example of that. It it doesn't, you know. I don't know the guy personally. Could be a total lie. I doubt <laughs> it. He doesn't really strike me as that kind of person. Considering the most recent video he posted was just like an hour long build with his daughter making yeah. a, a thing for their yard. I thought it was beautiful. I watched the whole thing. I was like, this is great. You know? Um, but I want to imagine that that's the kind of silliness that could grow your audience and get all the things and, and get the benefits of, of being on YouTube. Um, you know, personally, that that's what I would like to happen. It would be super cool to get to that kind of size or get to that kind of following to where not only can I support myself and do whatever the hell I want in my videos, but use that success for good 
Mm. Like give back and do things for it, do auctions, build multiples of things, do donate them to benefits and things like that. That's such a cool idea in my mind. But I wanted to bring this point up, and maybe this is a decent segue. Sorry to steal it from you, Steve. But part of part of this argument in my mind is my approach to these silly things and, and some of the more fantastical things that I do. I'm attempting to make fantasy things or non-real objects into reality or using real processes, real tools, no magics involved and stuff because those aren't tangible versus the videos that they don't necessarily upset me because I just don't really give them the time anymore. But it's the people that are trying to make reality into fantasy. And I don't mean that as as like book genre. I mean, when you tell somebody it's an impossible build, you're, you're taking something that is real and tangible and clearly you built it because it's in a video and you're trying to make it magical or, or fantastical by saying, I, I use some otherworldly knowledge or techniques to create something that was completely impossible. Free energy. Yeah, so... <laughs> Oh God, the electro boom episodes where he just goes <laughs> yeah. through and he's like, This is not free energy. There's a fucking battery under the table, you know, yeah. whatever. But I want to know that, you know, the the idea of taking these fantasy things like a suit of armor from an anime. You took something that was not real, but uses real techniques and then recreated it. Now it is a, it is a fantasy character. It's a cartoon character, but it's a real suit of armor, and you made it. And in my mind, that that deserves my appreciation. Now, do I necessarily think that deserves millions and millions of views? I don't know. For what reason? Like, maybe it gives you a, an AdSense check or something like that. That's great. That would be a good bonus. But to go back to 20 minutes ago, the moral quandary is just like, if we want to be appreciated for our craft and the idea that we have some fun in our videos and, and make kind of crazy stuff that may or may not serve a purpose, like no one that's ever made a suit of armor has been like, I'm, I'm actually, I tried to make a coffee table, but it came out as a suit of armor, like weird, whatever this, whatever this trade-off is between wanting to appreciate our craft or be appreciated for the products that we make whether we consider that the video or the thing that we make in the video. I want to know that I'm doing it in a way that in, in 10 years, depending on where I am success wise, that I never faltered or I never strayed from that to go like, Oh, it's great that you're doing well, but remember how you spent six months just making dumb shit for views. And now like you're on the other side of that and going like, Oh, but see, I just did that to get the audience grown, and now I'm I'm back. I'm back to where I was. Like people give Jimmy shit all the time and being like, I miss old Jimmy. What does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy has never <laughs> lied to you about like showing you every process that he does. He's an amazing problem solver, and he could he could spend every video being like impossible handmade padlock. You won't believe this gun that's a guitar. Yeah, the impossible restoration, which I, I want to say the gun that he did might have said like impossible or, or, or something that a little bit. But if I had to say one video that was genuinely impossible because I saw the state of the gun before, 
there is no chance in hell that I would have thought that could have fired. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, I think it's made out of rust at this point. It's going to fall apart in the evaporous. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, I have no problem whatsoever with someone doing the whole, ah, oh, this is an impossible world. Like, yeah, it's, it's great fun to, to poke fun at them, but chances are I'm going to poke fun at you no matter what you do. Like, it doesn't matter if you're dead serious or if you're off the wall goofball. Like, I'm still always going to find something to poke fun at because it's, it's I'm English and that's kind of what we do. Um, but I don't, like to me, there. I don't think there is a huge moral quandary. It's just, you know, what what do you want to do? What do you want to put out there? Like, and it's not a, it's not really a moral thing. It's because there's nothing wrong with going. Actually, no. You know what? I'm, I want to make content for a living. I'm going to make the, I'm going to make content that I think is going to get a lot of clicks. Like, if that's what you want to do, fine. Like, it. it I'm not going to have a go at someone from Hollywood for making Hollywood blockbusters. I'm not going to have a go at fucking Michael Bay for putting. Explosions, explosions and shit into every film like because he he, he makes he those should. films he's he's he, made a, a thousand transformers films because that is, that's what people want to watch like there's right but that's nothing a fantastic, wrong with that that's a fantastic nothing wrong with analogy that. though you're great no, no no that is so well said and because you're right because at that point it's not that my argument goes against the community as a whole it's more just personal like yeah, it is my moral quandary it is not the moral quandary but, of the yeah, but what what I mean is there's there's nothing to say that I'm not going to just because I've I've watched Transformers doesn't mean I'm not going to watch uh, an art house film in a in a foreign language like it it it's I'm gonna I'm gonna question that analogy because I would argue that the Transformers movies are the serious thing they're just an exercise in displaying special effects to a, a professional level. There's no, there's nothing surreal about Transformers. It's the most, and this is about the very point at the beginning. It's about the imagination. Transformers. He's the most. Michael Bay's the most boring man on planet Earth. He hasn't got an imagination. That's the problem. Yeah. He he knows how to use special effects in movies. Yeah. And Transformers are just an exercise in well executed special effects. There's nothing surreal. It's not like a a Coen Brothers film where there's a marriage of expert filmmaking and surreal sense of humor and i think this is the difference so like for me the the monotonous that, boring surely, like surely video where somebody's just like doing the same thing over again that's transformers in that no, analogy of yours no because that that to me the the transformers is the what's the thing that's going to make everyone watch this uh it's big explosions it's whatever hollywood actor or actress is is it gonna make you remember it, Steve? No, but that, that, what, that's what, what I mean. matters. What matters most? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying what matters. I'm what saying defending Michael that, Bay, Steve. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying that 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 to me is that's the the flashy impossible build. That's the that's the clickbait title. That's the um, the, the the thing that people are making just to make millions. It's not being made to. Uh, to further the craft or to um, to show real expression, it's being made so people can go in, watch some flashy lights and some explosions, and leave without having to think too much about it. They've just they've had a good time. It's great, done. Like, and not it's not the sort of thing where you're going to go in and watch it and then go for a meal afterwards and sit and discuss the 
the in and outs of it for the next three hours. Like it's in and it's, out. Yeah, it's just yeah. Uh, it's just flashy lights and explosions or buzzwords on a YouTube title. It's that's what I mean. That's that's what it is. Um, yes, just because they've used really good techniques doing it doesn't mean that it's uh, any less clickbaity. Um, and if if it's not the if it was a a Michael Bay documentary about special effects, then yes, you're that's literally what Transformers is. Yeah, but it's not because they're not. It uses special it's effects. It doesn't special effects documentary. It's not because there's they don't. No talk... arc, there's no like story. There's no, yeah, but they don't. No they don't subverting expectations. It's it, all right then. In in which case, it's a sizzle reel of special effects. It's not. <laughs> it's not talking about how these things are done. It's not like someone talking about you know how they sharpen their hand planes and how they move it in this way. It's it's not going into the details of it. It's just. It's On an upside down angle grinder, obviously. Yeah, it's just a it's a show reel. It's it's showing off these these flashy things. It's you know like the um, the impossible builds ones. Uh, they they don't really ever go into the actual details. They just show the highlights and show the the beauty shots, the glamour shots of of pouring the epoxy and of turning it on a lathe and setting fire to whatever and and all of that. They they just jump to to those nice shots that they know are going to get that are going to make a good thumbnail and going to make people go oh wow that's pretty and like i said there's there's nothing wrong with that but that's that's that kind of thing and then you've got the art house stuff and that's where you go into the details that's where you get the the kind of the slower pace and the more um the more engagement and because of that because of the nature of of our society that's why you get the the lower views on it because it requires um it requires something on the part of the audience to actually engage with it and to actually think and get involved and have a, a genuine interest in it. Whereas, like I say, the, the point of a Michael Bay film is it doesn't have a storyline. It's just explosions and flashy lights. Like, ah, I can sit here for two hours and not think and get entertained. Oh, that's right. great. That's fucking perfect to do some days. But, yeah. Well, I love that we're using these these film comparisons because, obviously, we have discussed our videos that we produce and sometimes we refer to them as films you know like the the axe making video it was totally documentary style i love the approach to it but since we're on transformers and michael bay i i will say i'll use this example to kind of dial in what i'm talking about so the the approach and this moral quandary thing that i always talk about it, it's it's becoming a lot easier to just realize that I want to do what I want to do. I hope for success on a lot of other people's uh, brands and channels. I hope they all do well. You know, we're all friends and hoping for the best. High tides raise all ships, whatever. But if you take a movie like Transformers and then put it next to Fury Road and then put that next to Inception. In my mind, those are three movies that are action-based there's special effects in them. There's explosions, visual effects, decent casting with big actors. But what I run into is like Transformers is silliness. I don't take away much from that other than the fact that everybody knows what a Transformer movie is. You can say like, have you ever seen a Transformers movie? And even if someone says no, Transformer, they know what not Transformer. 
It's not a movie yeah. about like <laughs> non-binary. It's getting power into robots. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> it's something that transforms. Anyway, so everyone knows what you're talking about when you reference a Michael Bay uh, documentary, visual documentary. Fury Road won a ton of awards and was a big deal for a lot of reasons. And in my mind was quieter, even though there was lots of explosions and action. There was enough slow paced character building in it that I think it was appreciated more. Like you're saying with the audience, right? It requires some engagement from the audience. Now, Inception is somehow this thing that is a not good movie. Or does because it, need... it because it's the impossible inception to me is the impossible thumbnail epoxy river thing because it sold its premise on a load of bollocks 100%. And to and my point fact... earlier with Steve, it's like to me, the Transformers is the boring, serious film where they're just doing the same thing that's expected and everyone knows what an explosion is and there's no subverting of expectations, there's no, there's nothing new, it's all just safe and boring but that, so that, although it's loud that, yeah. it doesn't mean that it's um silly yeah but that that's it's not just what I'm about a, a, a boring video like and i don't i don't like the term boring video because i'm not talking about where it's um someone in their shed and ma- they're making the same video that 100 other people are making when i'm talking about that like the 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 opposite end to the the impossible video. I'm talking. Um, How many someone... topics does this episode have? I know, <laughs> but I, I'm I'm talking about a serious film. That's not boring. It's it's engaging, but it go. It's a deep dive into a topic. So you know, it it goes into detail about um, yeah, about the type of leather that's used, about the type of steel, about this. It's it's a more factual base. They're not doing it to be. Uh, flashing entertaining, they're doing it to educate purpose, yeah, it's having purpose, yeah. But and that, like I say, that to me isn't the the boring, um, shit video that a thousand other people have done that's filmed on a iPhone and it is is not very well produced or whatever. I'm talking films that are where the 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 content and the uh, the information contained within it is more important than the. You know, how big and, and flashy it is. That's that's why I'm so adamant that the Michael Bay film is the complete antithesis of that because it's you know the the, the Michael Bay thing is the 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 content the meat of it doesn't matter. It's just the bright lights and flashy sounds sort of thing. It, it's does that make sense? It does, but I think I think it's about balance. It's oh, so back again to what Brett was saying, right? At the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm. Hundred percent. Like, if you if you want a video to do really well, then yeah, you've you've got to have that balance. But uh, that's not what I I, I don't I I'm not trying to get to this is how to make the perfect video. I'm just saying that you know there each one has its its place, and there's a reason that to Red's question, there's a reason that the the Michael Bay Impossible Build videos do well, and there's a reason the you know the Captain Avalanche, the kind of more art housey sort of films, don't do so well or aren't as as widely watched and widely as accepted. Because... That's just because you hate people, though. <laughs> it's it's not because, like, like I say, I I'm quite happy to watch some like 
trashy action explosions kind of film. It's that ah, but the balance, but the balance. But it, no, it, it's not even that. It, it's just the fact that the 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 bright lights trashy film is more accessible to that's accessible to anyone. You know, the only people that aren't going to watch that are people that are too up their own ass to accept that. Actually, sometimes it's good fun to go out and watch shit explode. Like, so this this is a, this is a. I, I deal with this shit all day, every day. So imagine trying to to design something for a brand when everything on the shelf is a Michael Bay movie, yeah. right? And every all the competition are all Michael Bay movies, and all your thumbnails on YouTube are all Michael Bay movies. And so for me, what I'm trying, my, my point is, if there's even a point, um, old men like me don't try to make points. There's <laughs> Um, nice is now the 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 quiet, subtle, you know, restrained thing is the 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 shouty thing. It's like making noise by being quiet. So you, you know you, you stand out. Your thumbnail stands out by being completely pale, just a white thumbnail yeah. with a with a red dot in the middle, yeah, or something. And it's just all of a sudden it's like, oh my god, that stands out from the bollocks. Yeah. So. I, if if we've got if we've got an issue if Red's got an issue with this, I've already had this conversation with Red a long time ago. Yeah. If you've got an issue with the, the the shouty nonsense and the loud voices and the over the top, the way you flip that is by doing the opposite, and you stand out by being quiet. You stand out by being restrained. Yeah, I I and, I, and, I I get what you're what you're meaning. Um, I don't think in. The world of youtube that's going to apply i don't think i don't think having that restrained quiet thumbnail is going to get you a million views if that's what you're not talking about getting million views i'm talking about having integrity but yeah yeah but that's that's a whole different subject entirely that's not at all well, i think that's what i was really got. i think that's the word that i should be using when i bring up the term like moral quandary it's more like your integrity it, it is so personal to figure out, you know, what your approach is, or do you want to be successful being a content creator on YouTube? I I think there is something to be said about challenging the status quo, but that oh, yeah, yeah. has never been easy for anybody in any capacity. Not we're not even talking about movies. We can talk about culture and religion and all kinds of bigger stuff. But shifting the paradigm is extremely difficult because it's so set against you. Now, if you get to be the person that either starts that revolution or or really starts to shift some audience over, you will be appreciated for years and years afterwards, right? And and like there are reasons that people, you know, you, you gain a following of people because they agree with you, but also because you've changed their mind. So it's not like everybody that watches you or everybody that may watch you for shifting the status quo has been there since the beginning and agrees with you. There are people that will appreciate that because you have shifted them. It's like they needed an excuse or a reason to go this way, but they were too caught up in their own bullshit. So I would love to know that there were people that we knew personally that succeeded by being quiet or succeeded by being, you know, cons conserving some degree of integrity. I, but if then, anybody, if anybody was an example, it's like, uh, if Red could be successful by being quiet and shifting the idea of what a 
thumbnail and a video approaches. Guess what? That's him as a person too. Red has never, never shouted out to <laughs> the world and been like, look at me and look at the stuff that I do. Now, those of us that follow him appreciate the quality of the work that he produces for years. I, I, I think, I think, I think a hundred percent case example of that is the forge that is successful in being quiet in a sea of fucking noise oh, yeah. and and mm. and and literally as well as figuratively that that peaceful storytelling taking the time respect it's like it's indicative of the 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 craft it you know even down to like the thumbnail steve and the color palette and the restraint and everything about it and the 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 the, the naming of the videos you know everything is exactly what we're talking about and it's it's yeah. successful don't give a fuck about numbers i think we've all agreed on that's not what it's about <laughs> it's about like having having a purpose behind what you're doing yeah and, like, and, and that's that's that, that's the most powerful thing in your videos is that that, that section where you talk about purpose yeah giving yeah. a purpose yeah i don't know where that came from it's fucking genius and it just it just it 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 adds like multiple layers of meaning to everything yeah but that, I mean, again, that, that's kind of what we do. And I think, I know we've kind of, we've we've gone back and forth a bit and we've kind of gone round in circles, but I think in terms of the integrity, like, integrity. Again, again, talking about Michael Bay, like Michael Bay, <laughs> he's he's not going to get it off his chest. <laughs> but no, I was just going to say, like, he's, he's not going to say, oh yeah, I make really serious films. Oh, he, he's quite he happy. Does. Does he though? Oh, he generally he thinks he's a oh, serious fucking he's fucking nuts. Yeah, you can watch the watch the parkour movie thing that he made for yeah. YouTube or Netflix or whatever. You can watch <laughs> the like, behind the scenes and how dead serious. But, all right, then. In, in 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 my head, like <laughs> if if you're making those kind of flashy impossible videos, and like John's a great example of it, John Malecki. Like he's got a fucking podcast podcast talking about the fact that. Yeah, he's in it for the money. He's in it for the views. Like he, this is his business. His business is content creation, and that's fine. That's he, as far as I'm concerned, he has integrity because he's being honest about what he's doing, um, and and I don't think there's anything wrong with with following those trends and with doing that stuff if that's what you want to do. As long as you're not then saying, oh yeah, but actually I'm a, I'm an artist, and you know I I don't follow trends. They just happen to be doing what I'm doing. Like, don't don't be a dick about it. Just be honest about what you're doing. And um, I think that's maybe where I was kind of clashing with you to a little bit. There is the fact that I I, I have no problem if someone wants to do that. Fine. If if that's what their shtick is, and like I I don't think that we're ever gonna um, we're ever gonna change that thing where you know the loud, impossible, flashy videos are going to stop being the ones that get the most hits because it's just human nature as much as we might want to do it. And as much as you might get the occasional breakout success of, you know, again, using like an art house film as an example, like you, you might get that one film that comes along every so often and does really, really super well. But the general rule is if you want a big flashy six, or if you want a, a big successful in terms of views video, it's, it's going to be doing those, following those trends and doing all that. But you've, you've answered the problem in the problem there. If, but if, well, that's, if, what I was going to say, keep... though, is it's, it depends what you're going for. Like, And that goes back to what we were saying just now, is the fact that you know, for 
most of us, that's not necessarily what we label as being success. So getting yeah. a million views might not be success. If, 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 if John Malecki's man measure of a successful business is how much money he makes, you've got a question where, what if he's measuring the right thing. Yeah. But the problem with it, it's almost like we've got an obligation and this might be getting a little bit too like highbrow, but if you keep making Transformers movies, people will keep going to watch Transformers movies. Yeah. So the the, the problem is also the cause. If, yeah. if people's expectations are set, this is what entertains me, then I'm going to keep going and watching fucking Fast and the Furious 11. Yeah. So it, it's, you know, if Michael Bay's got the tools to make, com you know, compelling films that people go and watch, why is he not pushing the boundaries? Why is he not doing something interesting? Why is he not doing something different? Because he knows that that, that formula already works and he knows that that's going to line his pockets. But I bet there was a young Michael Bay that wanted to make a good film at one point. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Bad Boys, yeah. all right. <laughs> Bad Boys. Fuck Rocks, right. all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. Fuck, I forgot you directed The Rock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this, this is my point. If, you, if, you, if yeah. you're following that shit all the time, then it becomes the norm. This is what I'm trying to say, that what once was flashy is now the norm. That becomes boring. That just becomes the status quo. There isn't, there isn't anything interesting going on. Yeah. But I think the only measure is fucking cash. Yeah. But I think I think that's kind of the where my analogy was kind of leading is the fact that yeah, those, those impossible videos are just gonna get more in well, not more impossible. They're, they're <laughs> yeah. gonna get even double impossible. Yeah, they they're just gonna <laughs> they're gonna try and keep upping the ante on But that that's also the, the problem time. with fucking superlatives and hyperbola yeah. in, 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 in and I don't just mean in YouTube fucking thumbnail titles it's just like culture today it's like oh my god that was the best breakfast i've ever had yeah it's like what again yeah <laughs> like every morning it's the best breakfast you've ever had like if, you, you if everything's fucking everything's amazing and everything's fantastic and everything's, everything's awesome ever. nothing nothing is it just yeah. values the fucking language yeah oh man that that goes way back way back to the early yeah, conversations on this podcast with yeah don't use awesome <laughs> And because language is constantly evolving and our expectations are constantly evolving. So like you say, what's, you know, if someone puts impossible on a video in six months time, people are going to look at it and go, is it though? And yeah, so they're going to have to find a, a new buzzword that's going to drag people in to watch those, those videos. And, um, and yeah, but marketing for marketing's sake is, you know, something I always had to deal with back in the day. And it's whether, you're doing it for yourself or for a business. And Al, you kind of mentioned this earlier with just the products where yeah. the whole aisle is a Michael Bay movie. But what we always ran into was, or what I always ran into was the integrity thing. I was having conversations with people who their entire job was to come up with whatever the buzz term was, or we got to turn the funnel or, or flip the funnel, or we have to, you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever marketing buzz term was going on right then was upsetting to me because one i didn't need to hear that if you just told me outright we just need our our smaller or lower spend user base to be bigger that's all i needed to tell me or like spend more money but instead they chose to go we need to reverse the funnel and and <laughs> you know this that and the other thing and it just it never made sense to me because it was like it was like just talk to me like an adult or so talk to me like one I, of my 
one of my I, favorite I concepts at the moment is 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 impact. Yeah. So so it goes hand in hand, Steve, with with your idea of of, of purpose. So like the impact that you want. I, I, that's why I'd ask Red. I'd ask Red what 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 impact do you want to have? Same with Ben. It's like surely the impact that Ben sets out is to inspire uh regular non-makers at home who happen to watch YouTube and love Pinterest to build their own bench. Mm-hmm. And that's a fucking amazing impact. That's like inspiring a generation and, mm. uh, you know, disenfranchised workforce who think that everything has to be mass produced and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So the impact of that is the purpose of what he's doing. And I think that's way more important than success via numbers or, you know, click rate. Yeah. Because ultimately that's not going to have any impact. Well, oh, remember that video we watched once? <laughs> no, yeah. I don't. <laughs> but but then I mean Did it the, have Shia in? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh that fucking video. Um, Do it. But uh like the the problem with that is and I I I get what you're saying and I agree, but kind of You're not devil's, wrong. Devil's advocate here. Like what about you know if how did Ben get to that position? Ben was lucky in that what he was producing was fucking great but is it wrong for someone to say actually i want to be making these videos i want to have that impact but i know to get that audience i can't sustain making these videos that aren't getting watched for four years until i finally build up that um that uh like base of uh, of um subscribers or whatever where I'm actually getting a decent amount of watches per video, like, because, you know, this is taking so much of my time and effort and all this, like, is it wrong for them to go to say, actually, you know what, I'm going to make a couple of cash cow films where, yeah, I, I am selling out as it was, but no, not at all. That's, but I, mean, I know that that's going to get me a load of visit. I know that's going to get like independent moves. movie makers. We always, always do fucking movie nowadays. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly what it, you it, make, uh, filmmakers do. They make yeah. fucking blockbuster film so they can yeah. go and make their art house film. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think it was a discussion. Make the rest of the workshop update video so you can go and make um, uh, a <laughs> Zelda costume. <laughs> yeah, you can. You can see how well that did, considering it was. Neither of those videos were monetized. It did nothing for me financially. <laughs> and also, out of the 200,000 views between those two videos, I had 6,000 subscribers. <laughs> so, like, at that time, and it's not like it's done anything for me since then. Um, you know, I'm not trying to, like, belittle that. It was a really cool thing that happened. I got really excited about making YouTube videos and whatnot. That's, the thing is, Brett, but, if it... If it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for the Duresta shop update videos, I wouldn't have watched your videos. I watched it because I was like, oh, that's that's Jimmy's new shop, mate. That's what what put me onto you. And that that's what I think that's what I was like saying, as much as it's kind of tongue in cheek, like shit like that works. Yeah. It 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 feeds into it. And it's there's nothing wrong with doing that. It's not it, it's not people put this kind of term of selling out or you know whatever because you do something to to get those youth there's there's nothing wrong with doing that because it can have it can lead on to such good things it's not it's that whole thing of you know you you don't judge someone just by a single action you judge them by everything that's okay so i get what you're saying there and i'm 
I really don't want to sound like shitty about this because it's great that that is what brought us together or that that's what led to you contacting me. I think my like the judgment case that we're making here is that that video brought you to me or, or like introduced me to you via yeah. this, this like successful video. But what we're talking about is people making a career out of some banger videos. No, 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 that no, into... no, that, that's not what we're saying at all. I just asked the question, is it wrong for someone to do a couple of cash cow videos? And that's, that was the example that, um, that Al said, like if, ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. That's yeah, great. I didn't want it to be combative. It's yeah. And just to, just to clarify, that was, it, it, it was, I didn't contact you because of the Duresta video. I watched your videos because I saw the Duresta one and then went, gotcha. uh, this guy, you know, he, he made a funny uh, couple of clips in that film and then watched the yeah. next one was like, oh, he made a, he's, he's <laughs> what? He's wearing a Zelda costume? What the fuck? Okay. That was, so yeah. here's the funny thing about it though. Like I, I like this example because <laughs> for anybody that listens to this podcast, it's like I did, uh, what two or three videos before I did the shop update videos? Yeah, those did crazy numbers for how small my channel was at the time and how few videos I had online. And then I spent effectively three years working with Jim after that. And no video, not a single video of the 80 some odd videos that I've posted online have done that well since then. Yeah, and it's it's yes, it's because I chose to go. Well, I want to do what I want to do. So there is not there was uh, the blacksmithing build out. I did that one because you guys were all there and it was a fun little vlog style of us building it. But, you know, the conscious choice was made to make videos that I wanted to make after that. So how long or, or what would you suggest? Say you don't know me and I come to you and go, my first two videos where I was hanging out with Jimmy and did a shop build out did so well. Steve, what do I do? Because I've been doing this for three years and like I haven't had a single video do that well. But I don't want to do that again because of integrity <laughs> or whatnot. Make a Damascus cake knife. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> do like, something stupid. Yeah, it, it, it's that thing of like... it. it... That's what I'm saying is I, I don't think there's anything wrong. I don't think you lose integrity if you make a, a clickbait video, as long as you're honest about what you're doing with it. I mean, like the, the Damascus cake knife one was, that was a complete tongue in the cheek. Like there were so many pokes at that genre of a video in the film. But I knew when I was putting it out that there was a good chance people were going to click on it because they thought it was actually a, a serious Damascus mm-hmm. cake knife video. Like, and, and that's what I mean. Like I, I hold no ill will. And I, I think no less of anyone that, that chooses to do that every now and that chooses to put out a, you know, uh, a, a restoration video or a impossible table or whatever. Like if that's what they want to do. And if they feel like actually that's going to be beneficial to their channel and that's going to then allow them to do the things that they want to do, fucking great i mean like we we've there are I'm, I'm, i can't think of any specific examples at the moment but i i know that there are people that put out videos i mean fucking uh even jimmy says about it like he'll put out some videos and they'll do super super well and he'll make another video knowing full well actually it's not going to do that well but it's a project that 
uh, he wants to do or he's um but he's he knows building it. it he, anyway. knows, he knows yeah. oh uh, it's been a couple of months since I've done a knife video and I need to, I need to pay the bills yeah exactly and you know there's nothing like he's not pretending that's not what he's doing yeah <laughs> and I bet, like so the the best analogy I can think of is um if you look at uh, or if you listen to the knife talk podcast there's um there's always this this back and forth about whether you know whether forging it versus stock removal and this versus that and this versus that and uh if using jigs is cheating and if doing this is cheating and if doing that is cheating and Jeff's attitude is fucking perfect and it's one that I emulate which is basically as long as as long as you're honest about it who gives a fuck like as long as you're honest about the fact that you know you're doing a clickbait video, I, I don't give a shit. If you were to do a clickbait video and then say, "Oh no, actually, I'm a I'm an art house filmmaker," then I call you out on your bullshit. But if you're just making stuff because you're making stuff, then fucking do it. That is spiffing. Sab. Sab, which means I'm going first. Yay. Um, so I, I, in typical me style, I had someone earlier in the week that I was going to spiff, and I'm not going to now because uh, whilst we were waiting for Brett to find someone to spiff, um, I was... Uh, <laughs> look on your face. Uh, I was looking at... Uh, <laughs> I was looking at Facebook, and a post popped up from a friend of mine who has just made some, you know, the uh, the flowers from um, Super Mario, the Nashi ones, the nah, 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 flowers. Yeah. No. Yeah, Come okay. on. Can you uh, can you can you get the proper name? Uh, no. Uh, no, I can't. I don't know what they're called. No, never mind. Flowers. Just go go on. Um, but yeah. Uh, Piranha plant. I saw a po- no, <laughs> Uh, I saw a post with a load of them on and had a quick look. And uh, my friend Peter has um, like Fusion 360'd up and 3D printed and then hand painted uh, some of these flowers and they look awesome. Um, Pete is a longtime friend of the podcast. I think we all know Pete. He is super. I've got his pen in my hand. Ah, I've got it. No, his pen's over there. His pen's slightly out of reach. but I do have, uh, I have some lovely, uh, not pine nuts, what are they called? The pine cones. Pine cones, thank you. Uh, I do have a bunch of pine cones sat in a bowl that he made on, in our living room, nice. uh, which is the most middle class thing ever. I've got a hand turned <laughs> fucking bowl with pine cones in it. Fuck. What am I? Um, anyway, uh, yeah, Pete is just a fucking lovely bloke. Um, Really, really nice spending time with him every time I see him. Um, and uh, he's, I knew him first as a wood turner. He's done some some beautiful bowls and pens. Um, like some of the segmented stuff that he's done is amazing. Um, but he's, he's moving into doing other things as well. Um, like the 3D printing. He was part of the uh, School of Fools um, Fusion 360 class. And just every interaction I've ever had with Pete has been brilliant. Um, and he just, uh, he, he deserves a bit more love. He's, he's a fucking great guy. So Peter J. Miller, 1981 on the Instagram, and I will put links in the shows. 
So go check out Pete. And also, uh, to anyone that's listening, if you listen to this episode and you don't, and you go to the Fools with Tools uh, Instagram and the thumbnail isn't posted on the Instagram, feel free to bombard me with messages telling me what a dick I am. Because it, it's been like a month and a half and I keep forgetting to put them up. Uh, so well, yeah. you, fill it, you fill it with such other rich content, Steve, that you know every time we miss a thumbnail, it's not really the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so go do that. Uh, and go check out Pete as well, because he's ace. Uh, Sab, which means Al... Uh, seeing as how we can't get through an episode without turning everything into a discussion about movies, um, I would like to. I've just completely lost my link. Um, ah. it is a channel about um movie reviews, but it's all very objective, so he doesn't get like unnecessarily angry about shit films or like reaction films like you guys were just talking about. He's very just clearly like why this film worked really well or why this film was a flop, and not just because oh, because it was crap. <laughs> um, he breaks down. He breaks down like the relationships with the directors and the intent of the film and like the whole purpose. And it's it's just really he's funny. He's got really great sense of humor. It's very dry. Yeah. Um, but he's again, I think it's that perfect balance. It's it's the this old Tony of of movie reviews. You know, very precise uh, autopsies of, of of filmmaking, but with like a sense of humor thrown in, and um, just to give it a bit of spice, which I think is the perfect balance. Um, and he's called George Rockal Schmidt. George without any on the end, so it's like Georg. Um, he's Georg. English. I don't know why his name is so exotic sounding, um, but George Rockal Schmidt. Go watch it. He just reviews movies, sat at a table with a lava lamp. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Nice and simple. I like it. Hmm. Uh, yeah, he's. I'm. I'm quite excited about uh, getting off of this hangout and watching a couple of them because they look like. Fun. I will. I will send you the, one of the best ones. Oh, it's so kind. Uh, excellent, Brett. What about you? Yeah. All right. Well, um, I have been mostly watching uh, YouTube suggestions to me recently because I feel like I've been watching the same thing, like a Michael Bay movie, over and over again. <laughs> so, uh, YouTube suggested real terrain hobbies like a week ago and it's it's a gentleman who makes beautiful miniatures and i know oh, nice. uh, this has to be based on like the 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 hobby oh my god the lasso hobbyist or whatever yeah of all <laughs> of these like dioramas and and miniature set building and all of these kind of things it's all spawning out of that and if you're not watching the the lasso hobbier that i spiffed a couple weeks ago you should be because he's not posting like all the time but he like his subscriber count and channel is kind of exploding and the most latest video where he did uh a creature from subnautica which is a super popular indie game um he's like telling the story the whole time at the bottom and it used to just be him making stuff and now he's like i have a lot of requests from this i hope you enjoy it here's what i'm doing now and he clearly like now he has this audience he's like talking to him in the video it's it's great um still just hands making things but anyway this week is the real terrain hobbies um this is for you know anything from making miniatures just as the build or in my mind, there's always going to be opportunities for me to put 
texture on things or learn little techniques because I feel like people that are model makers or small scale builders know so many like crafty techniques to yeah. achieve this texture or do you know fake grass or yeah, moss nice. and I don't know like the way he films it's not over uh, it's not fantastical even though the things that he is making are fantastic <laughs> and and fantasy driven almost but the, one of the most recent ones is like I made this massive castle you're like, yeah, that's a pretty big castle for a miniature. <laughs> but nothing yeah. about that feels like a lie. He's got himself yeah. standing next to it. And he's like, it's fucking huge. I, I, I love the fact that after everything we've been talking about, looking through the top five videos, it's like buzzwords in each one. There's epic, ultra, ultimate, <laughs> massive, amazing. You won't believe. Yeah. But I was like, watching like, um, last night, there's a new, new, not new series, but last year's series of South Park. Um and it's the episode called Board Girls, where like yeah. the girls come and play in the board games with all the, the, the boys. Yeah. And Cartman's just like, look, just fuck off. We don't want to win. We just want like escapism. I just want to pretend to be a pirate. I just want to <laughs> pretend to be a, and, and like all the girls are really good at like painting all the miniatures and stuff. Yeah. And they're like, they're just they're just good at everything. Whereas yeah. Cartman's like, that's not what it's about. It's not about all the detail <laughs> and the manager. It's just about enjoying yourself. Yeah. <laughs> And it but, just really made me want to go and paint miniatures again. Yeah, I, uh, that's the thing. Like, I, I fucking, I, I really love um, this sort of stuff. And like, Brett, your, uh, your suggestion with the one that I can't pronounce that you were talking about just now. Oh, that's the hobby. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Uh, like, that was such a good one, and this looks really genuinely nice because um, it was um, uh, Steve the Maker when he started yes. doing um, like little miniatures and dioramas again. It made me realize that. A, I miss playing uh, Warhammer because oh, it was yeah. yeah, it was so much fun getting to do that. And like even just like little stuff, like I used to love uh, putting like painting airfix and stuff. Like I, I can't do it. I've got fucking shakes and I can't do things that detailed. But I fucking love watching get built. And I even said to Jazz the other day, like I genuinely think I'm turning into like an old retired man. Because I would love to have a, a room in the house where I train can build, yeah, build a massive train set and have it like in uh, in Brooklyn Nine Nine, where it's like one set, <laughs> one end is like a massive fantasy land, and the other one's just a desert. Um, but yeah, like I, it's I a really good the, I'm Steve. You get into a situation where you're like, well, you know, I always wanted to own a place with a, like an old cottage with a water wheel. Turns out I can't really get one. So I'm just making a giant land <laughs> of like fantasy old beautiful yeah. Lord of the Rings era. Oh look, there's a water wheel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look. Every house has a water wheel. Funny that. Yeah, that's exactly how it would go. Um but yeah, no, that, that that's there's some really cool looking. It's um, it's been really nice to watch. The the guy does a good job on camera, and I think just Based on what we were talking about, it's it's beautiful work. And yeah. even though he's like, you know, giant thing that I made or whatever, like the most clickbaity crap he's got on there is like a toilet paper roll next to the photo of the thing that he made because he's telling yeah. you, I made that thing out of toilet roll. Yeah. And it doesn't yeah. look like toilet roll, but it, it doesn't have like impossible structure made from toilet paper. <laughs> it's like, I just made it out of toilet roll. Yeah. No, so, I, I'm... I'm looking forward to having a browse through that. Good. And I don't know why I just like, I really like watching people work on these little small detailed things. It's yeah. Very cathartic. Very much so. 
It's the, uh, it's the, it's the um, Bob Ross moment. Yeah, like, there you go. When you, when you don't quite know what he's doing until he just puts a smudge on it, and then you're like, oh my God, it's a fucking <laughs> walrus. Like, <laughs> this entire time. <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, right. Any other business? Uh, no particular business, but I didn't quite get this out in the conversation earlier. I want to say this. I think Ben Snur said one of the best, uh, like, kind of dumbed-down versions of what we talked about this entire podcast. And what he said was, you know, you can have your your issues with the people speaking loud or or doing the over-fantasticized things. But if what you're choosing to do is be social media influence or have this YouTube following or make money on it, whatever you want to do, you don't get attention by talking to nobody in a quiet forest. No one's going to know about your work. No one's going to know what you do. And if you're just sitting there by yourself asking for people to find you, it's not going to happen that way. You didn't necessarily say it in this many words, but like. Did he just being... say, fuck off to a forest, Brett? <laughs> yeah. <fuck off. laughs> but it's, you know, you maintain your integrity, whatever that means. Do whatever the hell you want. I love Steve. I love the way that you put that earlier. But like at the end of the day. If you want to be recognized for what you do, you do have to speak up a little bit. You have to give people a reason to find you, whether you choose to do that with the clickbaity blockbusters of Michael Bay or be quiet and and figure out a way to pull people's attention because what you do is interesting. I, yeah. I, uh, I think about the kind of fucking fish you're fishing for, basically. <laughs> exactly. I, mean, I I think there's, there was a really nice way that Jim from Wave Cycles, uh, a really nice comment he made the other day, which kind of relates, but also is kind of opposite. Um, but it's uh, some people wish for a louder voice, some people wish for less background noise, and I like it. Um, one more thing before we do go, though, uh, we've talked quite a lot about Red, and we have very much thrown him under the uh, bus for this episode. He's uh, fucking deserved it. <laughs> um, Red, I, I love you, man. Um, right. Uh, I didn't think we threw him under the bus at all. It was a good yeah. question. I think it was essentially we were discussing what he, what his gripe is. Yeah. <laughs> this is well, a, a two-hour episode of talking exactly what Red was talking about. But I don't think he was having a gripe. I think he, like, he was asking it as a genuine question. Like, I've noticed this. Is this an ongoing trend? Is, this, am I, is it only me seeing it? And I think <laughs> it was... Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't think he was uh, being quite as, as grumpy as we were making him out to be. <laughs> um, yes, if you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Networks. You can find Brett at Skellenspay13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Al Serious Shack. Now, Al's Wack Shack? Wacky Shack? <laughs> Wacky Shack? Ne- neither of those sound okay. Uh... Yeah, if you want to find us as a group, uh, Fools of Tools, you know the drill. Um, oh, by the way, just to rub salt into the fucking wound, uh, I made that really precise, beautiful uh, display unit thing. And then this evening, they came around and asked me to fucking cut an inch off the bottom of it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fuckers. After I'd spent days fucking finishing it. Bastards. Um, and there's a moral in there somewhere. There's not. There's no. Don't problem. give a fuck about things because they'll yeah. always ask you to chop an inch off. Yeah. 
Fuck, fuck him. Fuck everyone. All right. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.